Welcome to Equip to Stand. This is Sherry Yates, and today I have with me a great old friend, Stephanie Milkey. Now, she's a lot younger than I am, but she's here to talk about how do you help your girls in the journey of finding themselves when they're already equipped with everything they need. How do you do that? Let's get started. So welcome, Stephanie. I'm so glad to have you here today. Let me tell you a little bit about Stephanie. She is a mom of four girls, and she's happily married to her husband, hunka hunka burning love, Steve, right? Yep. <laughs> and they live in Minnesota. They are, she's keto mom, is that right? Yes. On Facebook yep. and Instagram? Or? Keto mom secrets on Instagram. Cool. Well, Stephanie, say hello to our audience. Hello. I'm so excited to be here. So Stephanie and I met a long time ago. We were just trying to determine when we were actually at an event. You want to tell about it? Actually, it's my, I actually tell this story all the time. So our family moved from Minnesota to Florida and actually it was in 2010. And I just told our girls this the other day because it was one of the biggest leaps of faith that we ever did in our life. So we moved uh, without knowing anybody to work at Life Church. So my husband worked for Life Church. You know, you said you moved from Minnesota to Florida. Oh, I, I meant from Minnesota to Oklahoma. I apologize. So it's fine. Oklahoma. So we're currently in Oklahoma, but I will tell you, we've lived in Florida. So our journey over the last, I don't even know however many years we've traveled and we've lived in many places. One of my favorite places was Oklahoma. And I remember going to a worship night one night at Life Church, and I had just two daughters at the time. So Amelia was two, Emery was a baby. And we stood in the very back because we didn't know anybody. And I remember looking up front and there was a mom and a dad and three little girls standing in front of us and they were worshiping. And I went, oh my goodness, I need to know that mom. Like she's got three girls. I have two girls. And so I felt like the Holy Spirit said, go introduce yourself. And I was a little nervous at the time, but I, do you remember mm-hmm. I walked up to you? I do. Do you remember what I said? I think you said... Um, I love seeing your girls worship and I want my kids, I want to raise my kids like that. Will you teach yes. me everything you know? Yes. Is that what you remember? Yeah, something. I said, I came and I just said, you know, I, I don't know very many people. We just moved here. Your family looks amazing. I would love to learn from you. And then I feel like we've been friends ever since. I don't remember there being a weirdness of like getting to know each other. You just, I feel like you took me under your wing and I just learned and watched and learned from you. And, you know, you created this incredible truth group and I've I really value our friendship and it's been an amazing journey. Me too. It has been an amazing journey. I mean, it's really incredible to, you know, have this person come up to you randomly and say, I'm watching your kids worship and I love what I see. Yeah. I mean, you don't get that very often, that kind of feedback. And I'm like, you know, one of the things we did in our house is we always would play like Hillsong kids worship Yep. and we'd have worship nights at home. My kids would run around worshiping God, raising their hands. And I love that you saw that that night. And so when Stephanie asked me that, I'd had a few other people ask me like, hey, can you help me here and help me there? So you actually were the reason why we launched Truth Group. And I think Gemma named it. Yeah. So (laughs) yes, our friend Gemma, our friend Gemma named it and we started truth group and we just began to dig into the word of God and figure out what does God say? And I know one of the things we learned was we're equipped to stand, which this podcast is still running off of all these days later. You know, Stephanie was just saying like, what do you teach? And one of my friends, Kirsten, who was on before, you know, I think she alluded to the fact that I might be repeating myself a little bit, but I'm like, we're equipped to stand. And it takes a really long time of hearing that to understand that you're equipped already. So I may be repeating myself a little bit in different ways, but 
truly, if you can catch hold of being equipped by the Lord, that you have everything you need, it will change the way you live your life. Well, you know, what's interesting is I heard the statistic that you actually need to hear something 17 or 18 times before you actually catch hold of even one, like one nugget. So, and I actually think in the day and age that we live with social media and Instagram and swiping that we think there's all of these different secrets to learning things. Like you said, you know, Stephanie, I have a keto mom page and people are always asking me for the secret on how to eat. And I'm like, listen, there's like five basic steps and they come and seeking more and seeking more, but they're not even doing the things that Mm. I first told them. And I feel like it's the same with you. There's not a whole bunch of things in learning. Like the truth is the truth. The Bible is the Bible. And you're speaking a message that people need to hear. And if they feel like they're overhearing it, then my question is, okay, you're hearing it, but are you actually taking the action on that? Boom. Ooh, faith without works is dead. That's really good. And we can do that. I do that too. Yeah, we all do it. It's not just you. It's not just... No. I mean, you hear things, you hear things, you hear things. And I've heard this phrase before. We say knowledge is power. It's a common phrase. And so we've changed it and we say applied knowledge is power. Because Mm -hmm. if you hear something, that's great. Like... I'll teach people how to eat all day long. They listen to me. They watch my lives like people watch you. I give them recipes, but they actually aren't doing anything. It's like people are a gatherer of knowledge, but they're not doing what the action piece is. And that's the missing step. Wow. That's good. So what do you think an action step would be? Like if you were giving counsel to someone to raise their kids in the Lord, like what is one action step, one piece of advice that you could offer? Oh, I love that. So I have modeled my, myself and Steve, we've modeled a lot of stuff that you and Ty have done. I mean, I was sitting at my kitchen table talking to our girls right before we left uh, to come to Oklahoma because we're currently here right now with you. And I sat around the kitchen table and I just had a heart to heart conversation with the girls because our oldest is three years away from leaving our house. And I've been hit with this wave of oh my goodness, I only, I mean, my hope is I can continue to mentor her and it becomes more of a friendship. I've read some books about, you know, parenting and discipling. And then eventually in adulthood, you want them to be your friends. And I was like, Amelia, I have three years with you. And while you might think that's an eternity and you want to be an adult right now, I have a lot of people asking me things like, how are you connecting with your daughters? Because I'm sure Sherry, you've got this, but for years, people would come up to me at the grocery store, Sherry, and they would go, Oh, you just wait. Mm. You just wait until they're teenagers. You just wait until they have horror. I mean, and I always would look at them so nicely and I would say, I reject that. Like, (laughs) you don't get to speak that over me. Like, Sherry, you've taught us that from the very beginning. Your words are powerful, right? Truth or trash. If you guys have not gotten that card game, the Yates family created a game called Truth or Trash and we played that with our kids for years. And I remember... Tell, I mean, I, I did it for years and I remember one specific time I had like an 80 year old grandma that came up to me at high V at our grocery store in our small little town in Minnesota. And she said, Oh dear Lord, you have no sons. And I said, no, I've blessed with four daughters. And she said, just wait till they're teenagers. And I was so mad that day. And I said, that was very rude of you. And I reject that. And my daughters are going to be amazing. And I walked away. And so one of the biggest things I tell people is watch the words that you speak over your kids and over communicate with them. Like my girls need an open space to come and talk to me. And it's just so happens to be my bathroom. So I'll be getting ready in the morning. And if one walks in, I shut the door and I'm like, what do you need to talk about? So Mm, that's sweet. It's putting things down and just going, well, I told you this earlier, you and I were having a conversation about babies versus teenagers. Mm -hmm. Right. And I said, I've never had more of awareness of like, when you have babies, they need you to feed them and put them to sleep and coddle them. 
And now I've got teenagers and I'm like, I need to be there more for them right now than ever before, because we think they know what to do. They can feed themselves. They can take themselves to school or work, or they seem self-sufficient. And yet they don't know how to handle their emotions. They don't know anything in life. They think they do. Right. So I would say over communicate, but be open and let them talk. Right. That's good. That's good. Give them the space. Yeah. Find a place where you can meet with them, where they know it's a safe space to come into and you'll make time for them. Yes. Sometimes that's my closet. Yep. Right. Or it's wherever. When they get older, my kids are quite a bit older than yours. Yeah. Yep. And one of mine actually took a couple of your older girls out thrifting. Yes. Today. They had so much fun. And your two youngest, well, all of them actually shopped. Yep. My oldest daughter's closet boxes. When she moved out, she just like said, I don't want all this stuff. And and I put it in boxes and I was like, hey, you girls want to go through this? That's so fun. I love going through stuff. But our girls have always looked up to your girls because your girls were, you know, speaking about identity and they were worshiping and praising the Lord. And they were, I, I remember coming over and watching you flip your kids quarters at the table because they were saying Bible verses. Like mm-hmm. we do all of those things. I'm like, what is the Bible verse of the day? What are we learning? Who are we learning about? We learned that from you. That's really sweet. Well, my kids, I've loved your kids and you made the space for that, Stephanie. I think, you know, when you moved away, you would, when your kids had questions and you didn't know how to handle it or they needed an older person's perspective, right. you would have your kids make a video or right. call my kids and then my kids would make videos back to your kids like, right. here's why I've chosen this or here's why I do this differently. Mm-hmm. And I think that's always fostered a deep connection between the seven of them right. in a really sweet way. So so a little bit about Truth Group was we started mm-hmm. this group and like I said, Gemma, our friend Gemma, she named it the Truth Group. We all were like, okay, cool. Yeah. And you know, it's not like, oh, the such and such Bible study right. wasn't anything like holier than thou. We just decided that truth would always be the greatest uh, over all facts and yep. circumstances. And that's how we lived our lives. And we spent time searching God's word, worshiping. Yeah. We wrote our own version Bible app. Uh, oh, we didn't write a Bible app. What is that thing well, called? A devotional. version devotional in yeah. the Bible app. It's called uh, Matthew 25 days, 28 days. How many chapters? It was I am. It was all about I is am it and I it was am? studying God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we've done a lot of really great things together and we grew up together and then we just disbanded. It just went away. And since Stephanie and Steve have been in town, we've decided we're going to restart it online. Yes, we need it. We do need it. I, I mean, when I talk about what, what I've learned from and who ha- I've learned the most about God, I mean, I've always, I was born and raised in the church, but I've never I was just even sitting at your house earlier and I was like, how does Sherry retain everything that she speaks? Because when you speak, it's so profound. I'm like, she knows the Bible verses and she knows stories. And she, you, I just was like, I need to figure this out because I read a lot, right? I read and I listen. And I think I need to start like making myself retain it more. You know how you listen, but you listen with like an open, like one ear, but you're also focused on something else. I did that last night. When we were talking, yeah, <laughs> we were talking till one thirty, and mm-hmm. I literally was listening but falling asleep at the yeah. same time. <laughs> I don't know. You just I when just you speak, you halfway. have great truth. Thank you. Yeah, I think that's the Lord. You know, they say that it takes you know an hour a week, five years to become an expert in something, mm-hmm. and God has been really the only thing I've been pursuing for a really long time. Ever since I've known you, for a long time. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> and I mean, I can tell you guys, and you know this from listening to my podcast. 
my husband is um, going through health battles and it can be hard. Mm -hmm. And I'm literally, you know, trying to decide how to pray and how to stand firm because sometimes it feels like I'm knocked off my feet. Right. And it's hard, you know, but it's like I keep going back to I know the Lord and he knows me and he knows my husband intimately. And, you know, he's a trustworthy father. He's a good father. And he's really in a lot of cases been my father. So I think, you know, just he is my life, you know, and I'm not holier than thou. I mean, there are days when I'm like "Mm," frustrated and we were talking about that on the way over here to record this. I was just saying like, this is hard. Yeah. You know, this is. This is not a cakewalk. I mean, life is not a cakewalk, but it is a choice how you walk it. And the biggest concern, you know, comes when you don't take it one day at a time. You take it in leaps. So you take today's trouble and you project it into the future and it causes discouragement, depression, anxiety, and everything. Mm -hmm. But if you just take today for today, and that's the thing I'm having to tell myself every day is just like, take one day this is today because we may not have tomorrow. So if I don't have tomorrow, how am I going to be this day? And that's the only way I can really survive. When I start projecting it, I start getting really soulish and down and in my flesh and it's a choice. Well, I'll tell you this. Um, I remember going to truth group. And so we called it truth group. There was a Bible verse that you correlated to it. And you said, uh, well, the Bible says, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free right? Mm-hmm. But you also added a little, your own little phrase onto the end of it. And you said, but it's the truth that you know will mm-hmm. set you free. And that just basically means if you don't know She's the word, a good student. <laughs> if you don't know the word, right? So I tell the girls that, so we go over Bible verses and they go, and you will know the truth and the truth will set you free, but only the truth, you know, That's sweet. And if you don't study the word, you don't know, like I just watched you you know, you asked, you asked Ty how he was feeling. You reached over, you prayed over him. You spoke the word because you knew the word. It was in you. And if it's in you, it can come out of you. And that's what I'm working with the girls. I'm like, girls, I went to a private school and I got a ton of word in me. Even when I didn't realize it, we had to memorize the Bible verses. So if I'm going through a hard time, verses just pop into my mind because it's in my spirit. Right? So I said, when you leave the house and I'm not there with you, I need, I mean, I know the Holy Spirit's with you, but it needs to come out of you. So that just reminded me of something that you taught me, but I wanted to go back because you said something that has put me, that has helped me immensely from the time I had babies until now. And I actually share this with a lot of people that are even newly parents. And you said, I take one day at a time. I remember sitting in my Oklahoma house and I was so overwhelmed. And I think we had our fourth daughter. So Mm -hmm. we have four girls and they're close, right? Like yours are. And I remember wanting to do so much, right? Because I'm like, I want to do this with truth group and I want to go here. And I I just had all these dreams and visions. And yet I've got a baby that I'm nursing and I've got another one in diapers crying and I've got two fighting. I mean, not always, but in general, your house is chaotic. Right. And I was like, I just can't do the things that I want to do. And you said, Stephanie, get out a notebook, write down the things that you want to do, but really all you need to focus is on your next step. And she's like, if your next step is nursing a baby and changing a diaper, then that's what you do to get through today. And when you get a chance, you can go and sit down in the five or 10 minutes of your day and you can journal and write down ideas. And someday the season will come where you can do those things. Right now, you get to change diapers. And so I just, you know, people say, how do you do all the things you do? And I go, one step at a time. And the step might be, okay, I have to go feed my family. 
and you know, until a different window opens up. Wow. That's really good. (laughs) Well, that was from you. I think that the Lord spoke that to you somehow, because I don't remember saying that. Um, you totally did, but I definitely see you prospering now. You seem to be beginning to live out your dreams yeah. and really starting to just say, what's the next big dream? You're not yeah. just feeding the family. You are feeding the family, but you're like, I want to write a book. Yep. I want to, I don't want to just change my family. I want to change future families, future yep. generations. Yep. It's a book that you can leave behind to your kids for their kids mm-hmm. and everything that you do is just really multiplying what the Lord's done in you right. through a different avenue. And I love that. And you are in that season. You're not completely out right. of the other season. So, you know, it's hard to keep but your I do feet have in both more places. Freedom. Right. You have more freedom. You have right. more time mm-hmm. and you can start working on it. It just isn't your 100% right. thing. Well, I mean, our girls, obviously, they're 15, 13, 11, and 9. So very much still, it's a fun season. I actually am loving it. I wish we could stay here forever. Right. Me too. Uh, And yet, I also know that it's going to be a very crucial season. I feel like God is like, you don't have time to waste. So I'm really not wasting time. I'm like, if there's any moment to speak truth into our girls, if there's things that conversations that need to be had, I go after them in a way that's not abrasive, but just, or we'll be like, we sat at the table and I looked at Amelia and I'm like, I need to have this conversation with you. I need to talk about social media. I need to talk about how I'm feeling about how you treat people, like just lots of things. And she's great. And sometimes I go about it in a loving way. And sometimes I'm very matter of fact, I'm like, I don't want you to leave this house and not know God. So something I told them the other day was someday when somebody asks you, why do you go to church? I never want the words to come out of your mouth because mom and dad always did. Or why are you saved? Or why do you have a relationship with Jesus? I never want you to say, well, because I I was grown up that way. Like that's what my parents told me I had to do. I need you to find your own identity, but your own, I need you to have your own relationship with Jesus. And it can't be just because mom and dad told you. It's got to be you being in the word. It's got to be you knowing the truth. It's got to be you talking and sitting with him for him to reveal himself. Like it can't be me. And so that's what I'm working on. <laughs> well, that's the key. Yeah. The key is they have to have their own faith. Right. Otherwise they won't be able to stand. Right. They can't stand in the pressures of this world right. without knowing him for themselves. Right. And we are raising basically the first generation of a life with social media. I mean, we kind of had it and your kids had it, but these kids are endrenched. It, uh, I mean, everything has to do with their phone and social media. And it's almost like they're present with somebody in the moment, but they're still like, but what is everybody else doing? And always seeking and searching for who am I? Like there's a book that we want to write and there's a podcast that we call, who is she becoming that we're working on? And it's not so much who are they becoming? Cause you and I've talked about this. They already are. God has given them gifts and talents and abilities. I just listened to a really great podcast by Erwin McManus and he talked just about this. He goes, it's the talents, right? It's the story in the parable of Mm. God giving people talents. And it's our responsibility to use those. You're either going to bury them or you're going to use them. Right. And that's what we need to help our kids figure out. Like, what are your gifts? What are you called to do? Not just, he goes, Oftentimes we sit back and we pray and we go, open up the door, Lord. And we just wait and we wait and we wait. And God's going, Sherry, this podcast was great. He, he shared about the talents and he goes, okay. And then he went on his way. 
and said he would be back. And he goes, sometimes we sit so long and we wait for the answer when God's like, just do something. Like right. you have the freedom to, if you're a speaker, go speak, start something, encourage somebody, host somebody. If you have the gift of um, hosting and feeding people, like what do you want to do? And he gave you the freedom to go do it. That's good. He's away. Yeah. <laughs> right. Waiting for us to do what he's called us to do, yeah. which is go into all the world. Right. Save the lost, heal the sick, raise the dead, cast out demons. Yeah. Right. Mm hmm. So that's good. Instead of burying the talent. And I think there have been seasons when I buried myself. Yeah. You know, I went through a long season where I had an injured neck. Mm -hmm. I did nothing. You know, there was a point in my life when I realized that the years were so fleeting with my daughters yeah. that I made a very um, specific decision to take a step back and just be fully present mm -hmm. at home. Now, that may not have been what my teenage daughters wanted me to do, but I did. I just, I took a pause. And, you know, in hindsight, my girls are like, mom, you need to speak and go do this and do that. And it's like, I lost momentum mm -hmm. through that season, but I was really focused and really present. They weren't always present with me, but when they needed me, I know I there. was there a hundred percent. And what was happening was it was like going to require more and more of me not being there. And I just thought I will never get this season back. Yeah. And I am mom before I'm all those other yeah. things. And so Sometimes I've learned to ask myself, like, what can only I do? And it's like, only I can be a wife and mm -hmm. only I can be a mom. And other things, it's like, you know, someone else can fill those shoes and those gaps. It's yep. like, is it really me? Is it really necessary that it's me? Or is that something I just want to do? Right. Because I want it to be me so bad. You know, you've got some of those dreams. It's like, I just want to share my heart or speak yeah. or, you know, I just want to be the one that does this. And, you know, it's like, well, are you really the only one? Well, I, didn't, I don't think of that as like burying your talents. I think in that season, you were speaking to your kids. Mm -hmm. Like you were practicing and you were getting filled up and you were learning because the way that you speak today isn't just, it didn't just come out of nowhere. You no. studied and listened and studied. So when you weren't, like you were speaking truth over your girls, it doesn't matter if it's three, three girls or 30 people or 300 people. Like the message is the same. It is. And to me, it doesn't matter. You know, I was just telling this, a mother that asked me to come speak last weekend, I think it was two weekends ago. Mm -hmm. And she said, you know, it's not a very big group. And I said, you know, it doesn't matter to me because there's a multiplication effect to everything mm -hmm. that we do. It's the, it is the using of the talent. Yeah. It may be a small group, but if they impact 10 people and it impacts their family a thousand generations deep, then a small group is perfect. Right. Because small is not small in God's skill, right. not in his math. And so I went because I was like, it's not too small for me. Right. Nothing's too small. Coffee with people that are like, I just really need to speak with you. I'm like, that is not too small. It's not too, too little for me. You know, right. it's like, I'm not that big. Everybody is a human being. You know, we're all striving yeah. to live a better life and live more like Christ and look more like Christ. Right. right? And it's like, if we can help each other do that. That is awesome. Well, I remember you saying in truth group that you're, you were like, if I have 10 people and we can get, you know, a message out, you don't know where those 10 people will take it. And I think for instance, me, you taught, you know, not even just me, but Steve, like we met as couples and we did. just think about the one person who I didn't know that I would have a social media presence like we do. And a lot of the stuff that I teach, people might go, Oh, you teach on keto. And I actually 
do less teaching on that. And I really work on their mindset. I talk about truth. I talk about, uh, truth or trash, the power of their words, like everything that we learned over those years, it's being taught to millions of people. I know that's like, amazing. That's and amazing. That was just you giving me some of your time. And that's not even just me. Think of all the other ladies that have gone on to be like chiropractors and, and helping. There's so many incredible women that are just sharing what you shared with them during that truth group season that are now sharing it with other people. Which is amazing. Mm -hmm. See, that's God's impact. Right. You know, in sisters, I'm at Life Church. We had a sisters um, platform. We still do. But we used to say, reach one, teach one. Yeah. It's like, you may not be able to reach the masses, but at least reach one, at least teach one. Yeah. Why is that? Because one person can always make an impact. Yeah. I love that. You have really great memory, but also you just found your notebook from Truth, Boot, yes. <laughs> Truth Group recently. Yep. <laughs> so you've been going through I it. I have been going through it. I was like, it. Stephanie, I want a copy of that. Like, send me some pictures. Fax it. Yes. Do you have a fax machine? Just kidding. No. <laughs> I will page it to you. That would be Pager. amazing. <laughs> I'm going to publish that, but I was just thinking that we should probably kind of tie this up yeah. and let's do a part two. I love that. With who is she becoming yeah. and how to equip our children. Um, we definitely know girls in this room, so you may not want to listen to us if you're boys, but guess what? If you have all boys, eventually you're going to have daughters too mm -hmm. because you're going to marry and you're going to end up with you're going to end up with daughters someday, just the same way we're going to end up with sons. Right. Well, I had this realization too, because I thought that my, I thought that the platform I really wanted to speak to was just teen, not just, but teenagers. And then I realized there's a lot of adult women mm. that never were helped through their teenage years. And so I, my hope is that there's adults listening to this as maybe even an older generation, because they need to learn it for themselves in their 50s, 60s, 70s that have never even heard the truth, or they don't even know that they have their own identity in Christ. Like there's people learning it now, That's which good. is great. Yes. It's never, it's never too, late. too late to learn it. Never too late. It right. changes you. I mean, right. it literally changes the way you treat people because the greatest commandment is love God. Right. And the second is to love people as you love yourself. Right. And if you're, if your identity is in what you do and what you've done, it will fail you every time. But when it's in Christ, it makes you confident and able to love others because you're not in competition or jealous right. with them or anything. One more thing I wanted to bring up, which I think is really good with truth group is, do you remember when we had Jimsa Jesus emer emergency medical? Yes. I forgot system. about that. That's not in my notebook. That I, needs to be in your notebook. I so need it. This is one of my favorite things. I just want to add this as a bonus yes. towards the end. Cause I need a reminder. We do because we had Jemsa and it was Jesus first, Jesus before you call 911. It was like, Jesus is our answer. He's our source. So I taught my kids that when Annie was my kids ages, um, one of the neighbors fell down on ice and hurt themselves. Mm -hmm. And I taught them like somebody has to pray someone else get help. So when they fell down, they told me later, like, this person ran for help and these two people stayed and they prayed. Yeah. And I just think that is one of the most important things we can send our kids out of the yes. house with because when they're away from us, who are they going to run to? Right. Who's their source? You know, and it's like, if we don't teach them, we have to bring Jesus into this, that immediate circumstance yep. and get medical attention. How do you do that? 
And so have you taught your kids that? So you forgot. It's, I know. So I did. I just forgot that we labeled it that. But when I hear even adults say this, or if my kids, if it doesn't come out of my kid's mouth because I've corrected it. But when I hear an adult say, well, we've done everything that we know to do. All we can do is pray. And I go, oh, I'm so sorry. The mm-hmm. first thing that we should be doing is praying because prayer comes first and everything else comes either right alongside or after it. So my girls know not to say that because hands down, if somebody's not feeling well, you pray. If somebody needs something, you pray. If somebody is discouraged, you pray. And then you seek other avenues of what you need. Right. Then you go to the other things Mm -hmm. because we want life. That's what I always say. Like, what is the thing that will give us life? And we know John 10, 10 says that Christ came to bring life and life abundantly. Right. So it's like, if I'm not experiencing the fullness of life and I maybe need medical attention, then I'm going to also get medical attention because they're also fighting for life, right? It's like, that's another topic you should teach on is the view great. of God. Oh, that's good. I mean, because that's one of my favorite things to talk about. Well, maybe we should just keep on recording. I know. But you only have this few hours left in your precious time here with us in Oklahoma. <laughs> we'll do it again. I was just thinking we should set up in our houses when you're away and I'm away and maybe we can do this. We can just do them together. Do them a lot. So I love Stephanie so much. And there was one more uh, thing I wanted you. to bring up, but yes. I'm not going to bring it up right now. I'm going to hold it over for <gasps> our next one. A little teaser. Right? We're going to have a teaser. I love it. About a verse um, that is absolutely crucial to living our best lives and who we are in Christ. I'm excited to share that, but I'm really thankful you were here. Thanks for having me. You're really easy to talk to. You don't say um a lot. That's because I was taught by my husband not to say um and like. Do I say like? I bet I say like a lot. No, you don't. (laughs) No, but I mean, when you learn how to, I mean, like when you learn how to speak and then you're put on stage in front of people, you just have to be aware. It's just an awareness thing. And Stephanie's going to be teaching over the next four days in Texas, Yeah, which is really incredible. It is incredible. The platform the Lord has given you and I'm just really thankful to be a part of your life. You're a great friend to have. And I think when we leave here today, we need to go. The first thing we need to do is lay hands on Tracy. And yes. I command his body to too. get up in Jesus name. So yep. it's by the stripes of Jesus that we have everything we need and we're right. equipped to stand. So thanks for joining us today. And I can't wait for you to hear again from Stephanie when we talk about who is she becoming? <laughs>